Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is Moldova's best podcaster, because, you know, as they say, only podcaster is best podcaster, and her name <laughs> is Mars. I was just about to follow that up with, but there, you know, there's not a lot of competition in Moldova. <laughs> it's sort of a running gag yeah. in tonight's ep- you know. episode. All right, so today we're going to be reviewing the movie They're Watching. But before we get started, Mars, can you please remind our listeners of our spoiler policy? Uh, our spoiler po- hmm. Editing. I stumbled over that <laughs> real hard. Oh no, I'm like, you're catching my disease. I know. The, yeah, sorry. I got the numb the numb tongue-itis. You have the numb tongue-itis. Sorry. Uh, um, I like to pretend that it's because I just know so many words and they're all trying to get out at the same time. It's like, what is that... That thing where, like, people are trying to get out the, the doorway and it clogs the doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just my intellect well, shoving it, too many things into my mouth. It's you know, not that I have a brain tumor. That theory that, like, aliens have the big head and little body because mm-hmm. they're a further evolution of humans and they've just, you know, they've figured out that it's better to be more intellectual than physically, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I and I think I might be an evolution in that direction given that, like, basically my skeleton doesn't make sense and I have, like, hollow bones and yet I know so many <laughs> <Bones>. words that, <laughs> ouch, my bones. Uh, and then, you know, I have a, a fairly large vocabulary, so instead of thinking, like, well, I'm just, like, allergic to everything, I like to think, well, I'm just, like, a further evolution. I'm just, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm in a step where we're like, we don't need feet. Who needs ankles these days? <laughs> Here we go again. By the way, I put on socks for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again with the foot. Um, all right, so spoiler policy. Break mm. it down. Our spoiler policy is that we're going to spoil it. <laughs> all of it. The whole thing. Probably we'll start at the end. We usually start at the end. I'm, I'm actually impressed that we haven't already spoiled it. I know. So we're doing better than last week. Yeah. Before we started with a spoiler. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a new low for us, I think. That Whoa, was high. Mm. New record. Okay. So how have you been and what have you been up to? Um, I've been good. I finally got California license plates. You did? I know. Right? Sat in a DMV for like three hours. And I saw a really cute guy three times. Same guy, but came across him three times. And in different after- places? Because... If you did, he's following you. Uh, well, it, there were you many... You may want to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, I don't. <laughs> there were several steps that I had to go through, and I kept running into him at the different stations in the DMV. And then after that, I realized that I had gone to work all day, and I was like, well, you know, I, I know I don't look like supermodel great right now, but I'm hoping for better than garbage, so I decided to check what... <laughs> Decided to check what my face looked like. And that's when I found out that I had picked a scab on my cheek, which had openly bled, and then I had somehow smeared it all across half my face. So, in case you're wondering, I spent last Thursday afternoon at the San Jose DMV being that person who went to the DMV openly bleeding from a facial wound. There's always one. And it was me. Oh, Mars! Oh, no! So, that's, but I didn't catch a skin disease from the DMV and having an open wound, so I think that's a pretty good win. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, you know net win yeah you know and i don't live in san jose so i'm just gonna never go there ever again didn't know it i went to so many places were you did you flirt with him at all like were you making Mm-mm. eyes and smiling yeah i was trying to do the like the eye contact like the notice me oh. and just openly bleeding from a scratch on my face just freely freely bleeding okay so that's a question for our listeners how hot does a girl have to be where you can set aside the fact that she has an open wound on her face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mars, you're above that bar. I'm really? Because like... he didn't seem he he seemed to let the open wound stop him. <laughs> I mean, he must have been married. Or something. That's the only reason I can find it because I feel, I feel like you're open wound hot. Sure. But <laughs> I do. I do. I'm not Aww, just saying thank that you. Like, you're adorable. Um, but I wonder from our listeners, like you know. You'll forgive certain, like, if there's a balancing factor, mm-hmm. right? Or, so, like, what is, how hot do you have to be to balance out yeah. open 
if at all seeping wound on on the face like i feel like there's you know some people who might be like no like having an openly bleeding wound deal breaker that's there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing that can you know it's gonna be one of those kinds of days (laughs) (laughs) awesome well i i can't beat that so (laughs) let's just move on okay all right so in tonight's show the scenario that starts the whole thing is it's this reality TV show that's shot in another country, and then it turns spooky. And I was thinking that is something we have. I mean, I don't know. I hadn't really seen a lot of that, and I was wondering like what other reality shows? Because I mean, reality shows everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. Which of that? What reality TV show would you like to see turned into a horror movie? Uh, Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. That lends itself. I mean, especially because they're like in foreign, like so right. you could like bring in some like unique folklore, and it'd be something different. Yeah, you know, and I understand that like the whole premise is oh they're out here surviving in their huts and their you know whatever cargo shorts, but you know that there's a crew <laughs> like not too far away. But it like if something were to happen to that crew, they you know their boat rope gets caught cut and the boat floats out to the ocean or whatever you know like i feel like things could go wrong pretty quickly and in like irreversible ways you know yeah because the first i mean like one of the first obstacles of a horror movie is being stranded right well one of the reasons i like the idea of the house hunters thing kind of going sideways is it it seems like such a safe reality genre true true you can get into trouble on survivor but you think like house hunters you're pretty safe I'd like to see a like a real housewife situation go wrong. Mm. That would be good. I'm not really sure. <laughs> My like... super sweet sixteen. Oh, <laughs> ding ding ding! <laughs> that would be amazing, and I feel like you would have. It'd be one of those things where the enjoyment is not really about like being on the side of the people. Like you would be rooting for their act, like actively rooting for gruesome deaths. I don't. Yeah, that could be dope. But I just came up with the winner and i don't know how this wasn't the first one that oh. both of us came oh, up with okay okay what is it fucking catfish oh yes because you know what that documentary like kind of had a little bit of a feeling like that and it ended up being good but really sad like yeah. deeply sad yeah and i kind of wish it had gotten gone full horror right like it, it so easily could you know they show up to the house and they've who are you really but they've been like lured into yeah. the home that's been set up and booby trapped and all of a sudden they're running around in the dark in the house and trying to get out of the basement yes i want like catfish slash creep slash mm. blair witch yes that would be amazing yeah you know what it would be found footage <laughs> <laughs> oh good call all right yeah i think i don't think we can beat that <clears throat> super sweet 16 good. would be a pretty good gory one though but that one, yeah i'd want like some really over the top like masked killers yeah like there. someone's locked the venue doors and it's just a bunch of rich privileged teenagers in prom dresses trying to get out yeah it would be like a t- super good teen slasher yeah we're like one of those ones where fine. like you know, you, someone drops from the ceiling and they've been hung with their own intestines and things like that, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I want some, like, ironic splattery death. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where people, like, the kind where for some reason someone, like, trips from, like, just a standing position and gets completely impaled by, like, a chair leg. And you're like, I've fallen on chair legs before, which I realize is a strange <laughs> statement to make. But you don't immediately get impaled on a rounded wooden chair leg. You just, like, you know, it hurts. Cool. So, shall we talk about this week's movie? Yeah. This week, going to be reviewing a movie called They're Watching. I picked it. It was mm-hmm. a Rachel pick. I picked it because it, well, for a couple of reasons. One, <clears throat> I knew it was found footage, mm-hmm. and that's your favorite subgenre. Yes. So, I was like, this will be fun. But honestly, I really kind of picked it because I liked the cover art. <laughs> cover art will get me. Yeah. No, I am right there with you. I have been tricked into watching some tricked yeah yes that is the operative word <laughs> i've been tricked into watching some things based on what their cover their you know cover art or whatever the you i know. can even read bad reviews but if the cover art is good enough i'll give I'll it a shot like, but maybe they, right? they don't know what they're talking like, about like well maybe it was like it got a 23 percent because three people reviewed it and two people hated it you know like i yeah. have those rationales where i'm like maybe the the sample size wasn't big enough but you know usually yeah usually they're right 
So that's kind of why, those are basically why I picked it. So yeah, I was excited to check it out. Did not have any preconceived notions going into it. I did not read any reviews, nothing. I went in cold, cold, cold. Usually I have, like, I'll do, I'll have some working knowledge of the movie, but this one I kind of, I really had no idea what to expect, except for the Netflix review, you know, like the star system, yeah. but like it's built based on like your algorithm, so right. it's just guessing if you would like it, so I mean, uh-huh. it doesn't really tell you anything about the quality of the movie, so I really went in cold. But before we get into our review, do you mind doing the synopsis? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, so it is about an American film crew, although one of the characters keeps proclaiming over and over again that he's Canadian, so I guess it's... <laughs> Two Americans and a Canadian. So they are traveling to Moldova, Moldovia or Moldova, 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 Moldova mm-hmm. to shoot a follow-up episode to a like home, one of those reality HGTV style home buying it's like shows. Basically like House Hunters Interna- yeah. uh, International, International, but in this it's like House Hunters Global. Right. Right. And they had, so they show in the beginning um, the previous episode where the couple found this like rundown, <laughs> scary looking house in the middle Bust of the woods <laughs> and bought it and they were going to fix it up. And so they were, this crew is going to Moldova to shoot the like one year later to see what she's done with the house and how she's fixed it, fixed it up. And they get out there. And spend a lot of time fucking around, like a lot of time fucking around. <laughs> and then things start getting creepy and the villagers obviously start getting like a little hostile and a little mobby, you know, yeah, angry yeah. mobby. And um, a witch hunt ensues and then some of the best special effects I've seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> so... So yeah, but yeah, that that is. But it did have a surprise ending for me. It didn't end the way I thought it was going to. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my kind. I didn't. It didn't end exactly how I thought it was going to. But I got the twist. Did you see the twist coming? Was there? So okay. Full disclosure. I did not care for this movie, so I may oh. not have paid attention to it. That's totally fair. <laughs> but. A man turned to frogs. Like, one yes. man turned to a bunch of frogs. <laughs> Not like one man turned into a frog. One man turned into a pile of, of frogs. Who then did the witch's bidding when they were, like, flying at the other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my favorite part. I researched some stuff um, about frogs. Because frogs come up a lot in this. Yeah. And, like, the symbolism of frogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, like, okay. <clears throat> I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves as usual. But... Yeah. I- one of the reasons I kind of was like on to the fact that that our house hunter person was the actual witch mm-hmm. was because she had frogs painted on her house and there were like spooky frogs doing spooky frog things, right? So I was right. like and she was saying things like, When I got here I learned who I really was right. and I assumed she was the witch. I, know. <laughs> I assumed she was the witch when we first saw her with frizzy hair and she was dressed like a hippie and then we come back and she's stylish and she has pretty smooth Ooh, curls. I missed that. That's when I assumed, oh, well, she's the witch. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you did kind of see the always, twist coming. They always get hotter when they assume the powers and then later they get all wrinkly and scary because, you know, that's the price, but... You know, <laughs> so judgmental. <laughs> okay, so like apparently in in folklore, frogs, like the significance of frogs, there's lots of different meanings. Like like specifically, I was trying to focus on stuff that is European mm, or okay. Eastern European or Western. I guess some Western European, but like in even current day Wicca, frogs often are signs of impending storms. Okay, they are symbols of like rebirth. Okay. Which I thought was like thematically because you know they're sort of like the rebirth of this witch, mm-hmm. and also they're like witches familiar familiars. So like they'll do witches bidding. They're like the you know whatever a familiar is like a mm-hmm. confidant, like a tool almost, right? Like, you know whatever. And then also they're a sign of plague, which is the other thing okay. that makes sense in this movie because the whole this is this witch that's like getting her revenge was killed by the villagers hundreds of years ago because there was a like an inexplicable plague Mm -hmm. right which i'm guessing means they actually killed a witch right if she came back right yeah so again and i'll tell you what i wrote this in my notes like the mars rule (laughs) up because when you get to a foreign town and the people who are hostile they turn out to be the good guys 
Mm-hmm. And the people who are friendly actually are the bad guys. Uh-huh. And it worked again, goddammit. I thought this was the movie that was going to, like, <laughs> accepted the rule. But it wasn't! And actually, I also went into this movie thinking, well, I'm always thinking the Mars Well, like, every movie I watch. Well, but I actually... For you, so. I, yeah, <laughs> I actually also thought that this movie was going to disprove my role. No. I don't know why I thought that, but it was just, like, a gut feeling I had going in. I was like, oh, this is the one that's going to make me make like you know it's gonna yeah. be the exception but it it wasn't so no well I, I i feel like i didn't give it enough credit because i thought like this is going to be extremely straightforward mm-hmm. and then it wasn't so it was my lack of giving it credits okay <laughs> so like you i was not a huge fan of this movie <laughs> i i don't feel as strongly about it for a couple of reasons one is the end is so fucking bad shit crazy and the, the special effects are terrible, like yeah. you said, but it was so ridiculous and over the top that it almost redeemed some of the runtime. It went from being like, I was like, oh, we picked it. I picked a dud. We got our <laughs> first full on dud this week. And it, it, it was, it was not enough to save the movie to the point where I would recommend it to another right. person. I feel the same way. But I felt like, okay, I'm happy I spent that time because the end was so fun. It was like. One of those like so bad it's good again, yes, kind of ending. So I but did like I thought for it, like when she makes the camera shoot through three men, <laughs> yeah. like the blunt camera lens, yeah, with it just exploding through the villagers, yeah, like it. And like I love when Alex is trying to stumble away and he's just stumbling through the woods and it's all these people with like impaled, like. Well, staggering around with things impaled through them and on fire, and they're just kind of like yes! stumbling around, and he's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, and I like it when he's like trapped between them and the village. He's like, uh, I know. <laughs> and that that went a long way to redeeming the movie. Yeah, to, me to where I, I'm glad that I watched it for just because that scene was so nuts. Yeah, and Vladimir, that dude <sighs> is a fucking star. <laughs> There is okay. So at the opening of the episode, I made the joke about like one, you know, only podcaster yeah. is the best podcaster. It's because like that's his running thing that he's always saying like he's the best realtor in Moldova. The only realtor is best realtor. <laughs> only restaurant is best restaurant. It's like an ongoing yeah. running joke. But he is so funny and yeah, charming. He's really to me. funny. And this movie is it wants it is a horror comedy, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very bold move to start the the movie with the end of it all a. Uh, um, you know, Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Like, as a horror comedy, that is not a movie you want to draw comparisons to because it sets this bar. That's yeah. Like, that movie's so good and so funny. Like, you kind of just want to blaze your own trail. Don't don't go for that unless you yeah. really got some good stuff. Yeah, you got to have a lot to back it up. Yeah. And I think a lot of the jokes <clears throat> for me did not land because a lot of it's supposed to be, like, banter between the hosts. Yeah. Um, And... Ultimately, they were kind of like the most unlikable people on the planet. But Vladimir was like a ray of fucking light. <laughs> there is a part where they go, when they first go to the t- the house, and they're like looking at it. And like, she like moves something, and like a cat comes out and is like screaming. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, it's good luck. Yeah. <laughs> In Moldova, it's good luck. <laughs> it's like a black cat that like runs across everybody's path. And he's like, oh. Just, he's so shady and like just set, like With his like partially exposed hairy chest and his chain and his like tropical print shirts yeah i'm all about it he's super slimy like super obviously shady character but just like so charming Mm -hmm. and i i thought he was gonna be a bad guy for a minute you know what i mean yeah but ultimately he was like actually kind of a great i mean he wasn't he wanted to import heroin so he's not a good guy right but in this sort of like ah it's Vladimir it's okay everything's okay you know so he was another character that carried me through uh, yeah and so when he died that that one hurt my heart yeah I was yeah like, no not Vladimir yeah I um yeah I didn't really care for any of the characters except for Vladimir yeah but uh what I meant by I didn't see the ending coming was, uh-huh. like, the whole the witch fight and the villagers, I, you know, I saw coming. It was that I didn't see Alex being the surviving character. No, right? Because he's the worst. Yeah. Of the terrible ones, From he's the worst. the beginning, he's, of the three, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't have sex with anybody. Mm-mm. He's very obviously been set up to be the, the irritating he might like, have been wearing awful. a red shirt. Exactly. Exactly. He was the red shirt, and yet he's the one who's survived the whole movie. Yeah. 
The only one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. And he didn't even get like last minute killed like I thought he was going to, you know? Because the witch wants him to show the world. Yeah. He makes it. He's the survivor. Yeah. He was really unlikable. He was especially unlikable. He was so awful. And like the first time I saw him, he looked like he, um, you know, Glenn Howerton plays uh, Dennis Reynolds in It's Always Sunny. Yes. So it looks like he and like, whoever the guy who played Alex could have been from the same gene pool. Like yeah, I, a very shallow one. But yeah, yes, yes. yeah. But that didn't make me like him. No, I mean, well, here's the thing is, and I've noticed this actually with a lot of found footage movies, they're trying to like have banter mm-hmm. and they put them in a stressful situation and they make the mistake of having everybody really aggressive with one another. Yeah. In one scenario, even with coworkers, is that your response to being, you know what I mean? Like to have such an openly aggressive relationship, like especially in a work environment. And I'm not even talking about once it gets scary. I'm talking about like from minute one. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like each other at work, like you fake it. Yeah. Right. Because nobody, well, not nobody, but like very rarely do people like, I would like this to be a really uncomfortable, awkward, long-term situation. Like, people, yeah. even people who are, like, abrasive and confrontational don't generally try to make things that way, yeah. you know? And I, I feel like it's sort of like this shorthand that happens in in quite a few found footage movies where, like, and I don't know if it's something that, they're like, they're trying to create sort of tension and drama in the dynamic and that's why they err this way but where people are kind of horrible to each other mm-hmm. or not really likable and the problem is is it makes you not give a shit about the outcome like you don't root for them so there are no stakes and if they die it's so it's not scary it's not tense yeah like i wasn't really invested in any, any of, them of them except for vladimir and even him it was lightweight you know yeah. what i mean like yeah on a, I, I, it makes it sound like I'm really invested in him, but I mean, in this scenario of the group, he was the one that I cared about. Yeah. And it does sort of rob what could have really been a super cool premise of a lot of tension. I love, I mean, here's the thing. Conceptually, I love this movie. Yeah. You know, like there's a little bit of the shrine in it where they're in this backwoods, tiny, well, rural, found Eastern footage. European. Yeah. yeah. Found footage in the woods. Like, yeah, that's a on. great combination. And, like, there's a weird religious aspect to it. Like, when they get to the church and there's the weird funeral The weird on. child funeral. Yeah, I was so in on that. Yeah. Because like, I was... The opening scenes where they're doing the house hunter stuff and there's actually some really funny stuff. And the amount of energy that's kind of in that scene, I was like, oh, I am in. I am yeah. in. And then when it cut to the new people, I was like, oh, no, I'm a little worried. There's some weird inside jokes about the that weird candy bar that they want. Yeah. Um, and I was really not, I was getting very concerned. And then we saw the church and the weird religious stuff and all of the like, you know, Eastern European religious iconography, like that yeah. kind of stuff gets me. Right. So I got excited again, but they were just continually doing things that were just really made them unlikable and like unsympathetic. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, the pacing was so yeah. off on this oh, yeah. movie that that didn't help either because mm-hmm. already I'm not liking the time I have to spend with these people. But now <laughs> it's a lot of time and it's not broken up by other things, which generally, like, you know, found footage, obviously you can't cut in between locations. You know, you have to travel from location to the next with the characters yeah. because that's the whole point of found footage. Yeah. But it was just so much time of just being around these characters and their personalities instead of, like, these characters in creepy situations or like where they're reacting to something it was just 47 minutes straight of these these people and i was just like fuck i don't know about you but i got super worried when they spent five minutes talking about the cameras i was like this is the most of most massive info dump i've ever seen or like the severely painful like flirty scene where they were doing the fake interviews with each And the whole Afghanistan stuff was painful because ultimately it didn't even have any, like, I understand they're trying to like create an arc with this character and give him depth and stuff. The way she's like hounding him for information about Afghanistan was super awkward and unrealistic. Yeah. And And really insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even like, okay, so he has this terrible, I mean, the story of what happened to him in Afghanistan like could be impactful it's a terrible story yeah but 
the whole thing about like I didn't even try to stop them from killing this girl and then we turn to this and it's not even like it informs his character and has like real plot and significance yeah yeah you know what I mean like it's not like he sacrifices himself and runs out the door to go find Kate when they can hear her calling for help right you know what I mean so why do we spend all this fucking yeah. time talking about I mean the closest you get is when they're in the basement and he goes up and punches the witch which by the way who like what right-handed person throws a punch with their left hand which is what happened dude you're so right because he's playing the violin with yeah. his right you just blew this whole thing and then open. he punches the witch with his left hand unless he's ambidextrous but like i still mm. feel like you would it punch super awkward and now i know why yeah right super awkward that's why i like noted it because of the way he punched was so weird and i was like well i know it's because he had to punch her away from camera so that her face would yeah i mean it turn was away. a blocking decision yeah, but it looked so weird yeah yeah there's but the thing is is there's like all these ingredients in the movie that are almost good like yeah i love the creepy locals like in groups like national when they when they're yeah. on the side of the road and they're like what is it national axe day I loved that, part. that part was great like they're little moments well, and it made me react because in my head it was like i would show up to national axe day <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> that is so nice I mean, I love you. It would give me an excuse to get my axe out of the garage, you know? Bless your heart. <laughs> so what we've learned today is that you op- bleed openly from the face in the TMV and you have an axe in your garage. I, I mean, <laughs> what person doesn't have an axe? Well, I am the I only. I might have an axe in the garage. I don't know. I probably shouldn't say I'm on. I'm heavily armed. <laughs> I have an axe on the couch. With... And, and, and my boyfriend is a football player, and he's huge. He's also a cop. And a black belt. And a, bl- and a, and a black belt. He's a black belt quarterback cop. That's a job. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I love, I love the setting. I love the setup. And art direction, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah. All of the locations, all it's of the props, so cool. all the costumes. I thought everything art-wise was so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if it was they were lucky or something, but, like, or if they had a secret budget or if they had, like, one of the producers as a rich uncle or something. But, like, they, the, everything visually, I thought, it well, great. except for the effects, the witch fight effects right. but everything leading up to that has a certain charm to it like, yeah it a stylistic choice whatever yeah but everything like you know and that house in the woods that like which looked so like i realize it's not straight up made up of candy but it looked like it reminded yeah. me of the hansel and gretel like yes. the house that the witch lives in mm-hmm. with all the colors and stuff and everything was so good it was just it fell apart when it was characters yeah. and pacing and writing basically i think is you know but yeah. for all I know, maybe there was, like, an amazing script and then directorial decisions destroyed it, you know? I, yeah. I mean, this is, like, it's directed by two guys, Jay Lender and Micah Wright, who both have done stuff in TV. Okay. The only other thing that uh, Jay Lender has directed, like, is our episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Okay. I've never, I've never watched okay. it. It's, it's about, it has, like, the platypus that's a detective. Okay. Um, anyway, it does not matter. The point is... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> um, and you laughed at my black belt karate cop or whatever I, know, I said. Right? Black I belt mean, quarterback we cop. sell that idea. That's not bad. <laughs> I think that it should be the name of the show, black belt quarterback cop. Right? We can get the director of Wolf Cop to do it. As yeah. Like a and Terry Crews. Oh, as Terry the, Crews. As the black belt quarterback cop. I would watch the fuck out of that oh, movie. Yeah. I actually wish it was a thing now. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of bummed it's not. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I actually feel like all the ingredients are there. I like the scenario. I like the setting. I guess it was shot on location in Romania. and Which is, you know, and, that's and some money. production values, they work. Yeah. I like the I like, I like the idea of it. I mean, I don't know. I'm even fine with the way the plot is structured. It's just something about the execution. Yeah. And there are moments. Like, I love when they're having, um, when they're celebrating with the locals. Yeah. So I looked it up, and there's a whole thing where Vladimir and Other Greg guy. are, like, playing instruments. Mm-hmm. They're both actually playing those instruments. Though That was legit. Oh, whoa. Yeah, like, both of them are, like, classically trained musicians. Really? And I'm guessing they just sort of wrote that in, yeah. right? So that they could bust that out. But that, yeah. was, that was legit. But I liked all of that stuff. Like, I felt like that was really interesting. It was very, like, 
uh, like illuminating about the culture because the thing is, is they're so othered in this movie. Yeah. And so like rural backwoods people are creepy because they're different and they're, you know, backwards thinking. But no, when you put them in these, in this like sort of social situation, like it humanizes them in a mm-hmm. way. And so I liked that about it. This movie is about 20 minutes too long. Yeah. Like this movie should have been 78 minutes long. Well, and I if I kept, kept checking. It, tight, it might not, you might not have had time to sit there and hate the characters. Well, and I kept checking timeline because it took so long for creepy stuff to even start happening, really. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from them just kind of little things or whatever, but nothing, you know, the mob doesn't show up until like the 50 minute mark or something. And up until then, we've just watched Kate and Greg flirt. Mm-hmm. And Alex say, like, racist, sexist things, yeah. and the host try to do men in the bar. <laughs> She's making out with the, like, one eyebrow guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I laughed. I, and the problem is, because there's not really that much, it's very simple, there's not that much to it, and it's so long that you find yourself, they're, like, going back to the same well of, like, now there are villagers in the woods. Oh, the villagers are in the woods again. Oh, the villagers mm-hmm. are giving us dirty looks again. Yeah. And every subsequent time you do it, it lowers the effectiveness yeah. of it. The first time you see them in the woods with the axes, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. You know? Or the woman standing outside her window. Yeah. Super creepy. Or they're, when they're just getting bee footage and walking down the streets and the guy who, like, comes out of the doorway and then, like, slinks back into the darkness. Creepy. Yeah. Those moments are wasted. They're squandered because they, you go back to that well just too many times. Yeah. And oh my god, if you made a drinking game based off of the first half of this movie and took a shot every time Alex made a joke about Kate being like, I went to film school, you'd be blacked out by the time you even How got to the woods. am I supposed to get uh, to care about a character at all that spends the first half of the movie insulting the girl for getting an education? Yeah. Fuck you. And then, like, unfortunately, like, that's not very far from the reality. Like, and it's not even funny. It's, no, it's not. It's not like, uh, oh, well, you know, like, like I realize. It's slow, but oh, you gotta give it to him because it was good. Yeah. got it good. Well, no. And it's, like, I understand they're trying to paint him as the irritating character, the one, you know, whatever. I get it. But it's, like, you kind of already did that just naturally. It. You don't need to try to make me dislike him. And yeah. to keep going back to that joke, mm-hmm. which I understand is like it's also a quality of people who bother me, people who like repeat the same thing over and over again because they got a reaction once and they're like, oh, well, that's the funny thing. I would like to see a super tight edit of this movie. Yeah. I wonder if you and I would have a different reaction to it because there are, it's all the in-between certain beats that mm-hmm. really we take issue with. Yeah. It's not the bones of the movie. And I can't believe that I didn't even bring it up, but they do fucking music. They do effect music when things like when they open barn doors and yeah. they see bodies and it's the violin, like what's the the yeah. what theremin it? thing where it's... Yeah. And I'm like, it's found footage. You can't have sound effects. Yeah, you can't have like... effect music. The one thing I would say is maybe it was edited. I mean, it was kind of edited. And one of the things was found footage that we just kind of go like, it's just a part of the trope. You got to take it, take, enjoy the good. And this is just one of those little loose threads is like, who's editing this footage together? In my, I mean, at least the way that I always watch found footage movies is the cuts aren't edits. They're when they stopped recording and started recording again. So it's not an edit. But somebody's assembled them, right? Like it's theoretically be one tape. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't ever have to put it together if you just, uh, you know, record mm-hmm. on, off, on, off, and it was one tape. But but even then, we switch between cameras in this movie, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, no, it's fully edited. Like, there's moments where you see... Oh, and then that was the other thing, is that, you know, like, we've, we've talked about this before, about how every found footage movie gives that excuse of why they keep filming. It's like, the world has to see this, or something, and we've... You know, seven out of ten times, it's the, someone needs to see this tape, and then there's those, like, magical three times that it's, like, some unique new excuse. And this movie weirdly falls into that three because they never give a reason why they continue to film. Well, the reason is, okay, so halfway through the movie, they give the reason. So it's already not made sense for half the movie. And then the reason is so lame. That's why you don't remember it. I don't remember a lot about this movie. The the villagers won't get away with what they did to, to, to Vlad. See, but they still fall into the three. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. But, but they're, it's like worse. But they're making the, that those three, yeah, like 
they're making them look bad. Yeah. Because you're only yeah. supposed to fall into that bucket for being creative and innovative and not yeah. like, you know, and it's just, and then when she like uses the little handle camera to smash the guy's skull in, but yet he has no visible outside wound and yet somehow he still <laughs> dies. Explain that to me. I don't know. It's, it's got problems. It does. It does. Like, uh, it does. So my notes were, this is a dud, but I loved the ending. I actually really enjoyed the ending. Is, but the question is, is that enough? Mm-mm. But the ending is great. The ending is a lot of fun. And, you know, I part of it is also because I was just like, oh, my God, this movie is long. And then all of a sudden shit really goes crazy. Mm-hmm. But I had never seen someone turn into a pile of frogs before. Yeah, that was a first for me. Yes. And I like how there's something almost 80s about how just ball to the walls it goes. Like, there are shades of Sam Raimi. There are shades of, like, Night of the Demons. Like oh, There's okay. a bit of a Night of the Demons vibe to that final thing. There's sort of maybe even a little bit of, like, the special effects reminded me of something that you would see on in the early 2000s in the afternoon you know they used to have like xena and Hercules. oh yeah like that kind of level of production mm-hmm. quality where the special effects are not great but there's a charm to them yeah that's what it reminded me of it kind of reminded me of and i know this is weird because like aesthetically it doesn't even match but it reminded me of um the end of ghost when the bad ghosts come to take the villain away (laughs) ouch (laughs) oh my god yeah so i mean on the plus side this movie made me feel a lot of things on the on the minus side none of them were good yeah except for the frog thing i really that i really liked the man turning into the frog army it really was good and then i loved that the frogs fall not like you know whatever the frogs fell to the ground because they couldn't maintain a man shape because you know now they are four dozen singular frogs but i like that they then became an army after that like i did like that they you know (laughs) we weren't reformed yeah yeah i don't know i i mean the end really saved the experience for me but not I, enough in a way for me to ever suggest anybody watch this movie right i would I, I would suggest maybe if someone was really curious maybe skipping to the end yeah and just sort of watching that little bit that scene because it is fun mm-hmm. i don't know how it would be out of context but it was fun when i was watching it also i enjoyed the terror that was the mural that was supposed to be ancient that and it was obviously not <laughs> but I did like that the camera was like her. She was holding the eye. I actually thought that was really clever yeah, when the two guys cool. were holding ears and she's holding the eye. You yeah. know, I actually thought that was really clever. I liked that a lot. Like if it was an ancient painting, like how would you depict this thing? Yeah, and I thought that was like it looked really cool. I that thought, I yeah, I, mean, I didn't it understand what it clearly was not ancient. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, no, but I thought that was great. And, like, in the beginning, when it shows all four of them on the big white bird, you know, because yeah. they came in on an airplane. Yeah. And, like, I liked, I liked, I actually did like that. I thought that was clever. But, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's not how paintings look. No, no. I liked the, I liked everything from when they see the truck in the garage on. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Like, I liked, there's a part where they're starting to figure out that Becky is the witch. Yeah. And she turns and smiles at the camera. I was like, ooh. I did. I liked that too when they were yeah. like, you know, she's still trying to give that portrayal of like, oh no, the villagers are coming but she's obviously like got a handle on the situation and is... It's all going according to plan. Yeah. I did actually like that. The only other thing I really have is I wrote a list of sort of the found footage tropes and trying to figure out does this pass the test? And we touched on this a little bit. Like, the reason for filming, mm-hmm. the reason for continuing to film, um, and the no cell phone, <laughs> you know what I mean? which is kind of a, across most horror movies, any yeah. sort of isolation horror. And I think the reason for shooting, they succeed. Right. I love the setup. I think it's really cool mm-hmm. that it's this global house hunters thing. Yeah. It's different. It's, um, makes perfect sense when people would have a bunch of cameras uh, and, it's... and be skilled camera people. Yeah. Because, you know... The, uh, when people are going for like true real realism sometimes you get that shaky cam that is impossible to watch the sound is shitty all that kind of stuff that lends it verisimilitude but is not necessarily very enjoyable to watch yeah so i think that's solid 
I think the, the reason for putting down the camera we have decided is a fail. No, <laughs> we're not buying it. No. And the no cell phone, I say yes. Because yeah. rural Moldova, probably not super great with the cell phone. Yeah. I can't imagine they have a lot of cell phone owners out there. No. I mean, you never know, but yeah. maybe that's an American perspective. But I feel fairly confident that rural Moldova, not a ton of cell towers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel about the same way. <laughs> How about you? Any other thoughts about this movie? Nope. I'm I'm glad we're moving past it though. <laughs> moving forward. Yep. <laughs> well, we kept saying it was going to happen eventually. I mean, just because it's the only movie in Moldova doesn't mean it's the best movie in Moldova. I read a really great book about Moldova, not about it, but that took place in Moldova. It's a book called um, "Playing the Moldovans at Tennis." Hmm. It's written by a Irish um, comedian, Tony Hawks, and it's like a true story. He like. This is his second book. His first book is called Around Ireland with a Fridge. He gets, like, super drunk and then makes these bizarre bets with his friends. And the first one is that he can that he can hitchhike the circumference of Ireland with a with a mini fridge. And so okay. he does that and he just writes about his adventures. So this is his second book. And in this one, he, he thinks he's a good tennis player. So he wants to play the Olympic, Moldovan <laughs> Olympic tennis team. Okay. <laughs> and it's like his adventures in Moldova. Um, it's a much more sympathetic and flattering description of Moldova. So uh, I would recommend checking that okay. book out if you were like in on Moldova, but not into the quality of the movie. But you need a little more Moldova in your life. Yes. <laughs> it's why I knew it was Moldova and not Moldovia. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it because of this book? So yeah, Tony Hawk's playing the Moldovans at tennis. Big recommend for that. The movie... Not, so, Not much. so much. No. Sorry. So I really wanted it to be great. Yeah. I really did. I had high hopes also. Yeah. Yep. Sorry I let you down. I well, let you all down. It had to happen. <laughs> so you, no recommendation? No. All right. Fair. Shall we move on? Sure. I forgot to come up with a drink for this. Okay. Shall we move on? <laughs> Is it just... Well, what's something that would get you totally obliterated? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think um, the cocktail, now that I'm thinking about it, would have to be just like a crazy straw and a bottle of Jack Daniels, and you just... Not even... Not vodka? No, I guess. I don't know. But they're drinking vodka. In the I movie. don't drink vodka, so it didn't occur to me. Fair I pretend enough. vodka doesn't exist. You do? Yeah. That's like a cocktail staple i hate vodka really mm-hmm. i mean on its own i agree with you but like i don't in even a, like in like it was a cranberry juice situation nope, don't even like it wow in because i like it's like i know it's in there and i just i can't is it like on principle or can you taste it i can taste it and it tastes the way like nail polish remover smells yeah, to me it does it does and i can't get past it like That's i can fair. i can taste it in the back of my tongue like my back tongue taste buds Ooh. and i don't do not care for. No, thank you. Interesting. And even like the flavored vodkas are even worse than just oh, regular yeah, vodka. I don't like flavored vodkas either. Although I did have a peanut butter and jelly one that was pretty good. That sounds like my fucking nightmare. <laughs> peanut butter flavored vodka. All right. So just drink until you forget the movie. Or yeah. like, maybe like a moonshine. Ooh, yeah. Like a backwater distilled yeah. moonshine. This is definitely like a, a moonshine. Yeah. And Jack Daniels makes a moonshine, I think. Well, I know they make a rye, that that rye that I gave everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I also know that they make you know, that rye. I still have a bunch of moonshine. We gotta fucking drink it this year during Ash or something. We, well, yeah. I, I have so much booze in my house that it doesn't fit in the bar. It's in a box under the bar, <laughs> and I realize that is an awesome problem to have. But I'm trying to get rid of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to put it in people. All right. So feedback. We did not get a ton this week, but we did get another text from our mysterious friend in Minnesota. They just said, you're back. You go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. And we will. We will will continue to go. (laughs) I I still would like to know this person's secret identity. Mm -hmm. Or at least a code name. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A code name. I would take a code name. Yeah. But like the more we get these texts with no name attached, the more I'm like, who are you? The next one's going to come back and it's just going to be like, I am Batman. (laughs) Fine. Bruce Wayne texts us. (laughs) I don't care. All right. Cool. So if you want to get in touch with us and leave us mysterious texts, um, preferably with a name, though, you can send us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com. 
You can leave us a voicemail or text us at 1-678-694-7759. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that you're welcome mm. to come be, or a page, I guess. We need to switch it over a group. We're going to change it to a group at some point. We haven't <laughs> done it yet. Um, but we do have a Facebook page, so come over there and like us and leave messages there. Or you can... Did I say all the Oh, or you can find us on Twitter at ZG Podcast. Mm. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, and we hope you are, please do go on iTunes and leave us a review. That's a great way to let us know that we're on the right track and for other people to be able to find us. And we would just like to you to do it. So that'd be great. Okay. So I guess all that leaves now is our plan for the next show. Mm-hmm. No, this one's a Mars pick. So I got foiled. Because what? the movie I was going to pick that I was so fucking excited what? that I spent all this time being like, what? I don't know how I haven't picked it yet. Has been on Netflix since I got Netflix and left. No! Oh, no! Last week, I was gonna make you watch what? A Saw movie. Oh my god, you're the devil! So you have missed that bullet. Woo! Narrowly. Uh, I do need to see Saw. I do. Well, you need to at least get to. So, okay, this is a completely side story. So I was getting, you know. Yesterday when I was watching, they're watching, and then I was getting on Netflix and I was like, you know what? I should double check to make sure that the Saw movies are, because they had like the first three or something. Forever. No, yeah. No, Forever. I, I can remember seeing them and being like, next. Yeah. So I was like, well, I should double check just in case, you know, because it was like that time of the month where they start getting rid of things and, you know, whatever. And they've been there for a while. And of course yeah. they were all fucking gone. But then because I was thinking about it, it, you know, that the scene from Saw 2, the needle pit scene, is part of my slideshow, right? So no. I looked it up on YouTube just to see if it was there, because I was like, well, I'm going to make Rachel watch the needle pit scene. I couldn't make it through the needle pit scene. <laughs> so because I couldn't finish watching it, I'm definitely not going to make you. So... <laughs> Another bullet time. And it's because, it's because, like, most gore movies i've not experienced similar things like you know when they're sawing off legs and limbs and getting impaled and stuff i've never that's never happened to me so i you know yeah. it's just gross but i've you know been stabbed with needles before i shouldn't call it being stabbed with needles it was a doctor's <laughs> appointment it was a tetanus <laughs> shot but you know like well and i actually I did stab myself with alice's syringe once when i was doing the pancreatitis oh. so i know the pain of getting stuck with a needle so to watch a scene like that i like feel the pain again and it's very real and everybody feels that way so you know i couldn't make it through so it makes my skin crawl and i really i really thought i was i like in my head i was like well you know it's not that bad it's bad but it's not that bad and i literally couldn't what'll be interesting is like every couple of years you should go back and try to watch it again because it'll be it's your barometer of desensitization yeah when you can watch that and be like meh you are dead. I need to be, like, inside. contacting a psychologist and be like... <laughs> right. It's over. Yeah. It also inspired me, though, that um, we sh- should coordinate a um, a little game of horror slideshow chicken. If we can find all the scenes from our horror slideshow, our mental slideshows. That's pretty messed up, man. Right? Right? Oh, Halloween's man. coming up. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could do that. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it with you. <laughs> I'd have to actually like reflect on what would be more than I mean, the needle the first pit. Thing is the box cutter tongue thing. See, I think we might both lose this like immediately. <laughs> like if I couldn't even sit through my own. Yeah, I mean that, that the thing is, is that'll be over super fast. Yeah, because I am a pussy. Yeah, like I love slapstick gore, but there are certain, and I mean I can do blood, blah 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 blah, but then there's like a certain thing. It's like the little. The little injury things, like the, you know. Uh, anything with the mm-hmm. eyes, anything with the tongue. Yeah. Needles. Anyway, we got super okay, off topic totally again. Totally off topic. So I was going to make you watch the Saw movie. Okay. You narrowly dodged that bullet. Yeah. And then I was going to choose Shark Lake until I realized that you've seen it because you told me about it. It's the one about the shark, the bull shark that's in Lake Tahoe. I haven't actually seen it. Oh. I just know it, I, it just Starring know what Dolph it is. Lundgren. Yeah, the one... Yes, one Dolphal and Grim. Oh, then maybe we should do that. Well, what, what's your backup? Or do you, what, you pick. You decide what you want to Well, watch. the the one that I, I came to the table with after getting, because I thought I was foiled on Shark Lake, because I thought, because I remembered you telling me about it, so that's why I was like, oh, well, she's seen it, you know. I mean, I know but, the premise, but. Um, the one I, the one that I came with is called From the Dark. I think it's called, let me, I have it From on my. From the Dark? It's potentially an Irish movie. 
Um, after Mark and Sarah become trapped outside as night falls, a nocturnal creature begins to stalk them. All right, from the dark. Let's do that. Because we've, we've done a shark in a place that's not supposed to be a movie already, but we haven't done a good, like, monster movie in a while. Yeah, I'm I into it. Lush Country and Dark Irish Legends beckon two young travelers. Their dream vacation is about to become a nightmare. According to Netflix, three and a half stars. Yeah, which is pretty good for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but yeah, let's do this. That sounds fun. Okay. I'm into it. From the dark next week. Well, I guess that kind of wraps things up, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. No, I, uh, I've had way too much caffeine. I've gotten off topic at least a dozen times. <laughs> and it's only Thursday. Hey. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. It's not like other dudes are parading past the yard and being like, oh, that guy must be real tough. Did you see how many dog testicles are in that yard? Six. Six. What are you doing back there? There's a little scrabbling around at my butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's like sitting behind me and then she wanted to get up and she was like being awkward about it. And so she used my butt crack as well. (laughs) So thanks for that, Leela. We live on a fault line. We're going to (laughs) die. Yeah, it's probably not. We probably shouldn't laugh. I know. <laughs> well, at least when we both end up in hell, we'll have each other to right. hang out with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>